Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. Coming up on this week's show, we'll get a review of Celebrity Summit out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. She does seven-night Caribbean sailings. But before we get to the interview, a couple things. Cruise Radio News, daily quick hits of the news. I rebooted it after a month hiatus because uh, I was up in New York City. So that is back on the air now. So listen to that, our daily quick hits of the news. And uh, everything is scheduled and all ready to go. So uh, I promise I won't let you down again. Also, uh, Cruise Radio News Facebook page. Come join the Cruise News Conversation. Just search Cruise Radio News on Facebook. Barry Vaudrin of Cruising Authority is on the line right now to talk to us about his latest seven-night sailing aboard Celebrity Summit out of San Juan. Hello, Barry. Hey, Doug. Hey, it's great to be on your show again. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on on such short notice. I do want to ask you, before we get to the ship, let's take a step back and let's talk about what made you want to sail Celebrity Summit. Well, I'm an ocean liner historian, and so I'm a big fan of the Normandy restaurant, the specialty restaurant on the summit. And so I, I also hosted a large group of 80 people. And so that was my interest in this particular ship because it had a great itinerary and uh, it was perfect for our needs. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll get to your itinerary in just a few minutes. Uh, let's talk about getting there because you're up in Minneapolis and you had to get down to San Juan, Puerto Rico. So that was flying, of course. Uh, how was the logistics in getting there and staying? Did you uh, do a pre-cruise stay or did you fly in day of? How did that work? Yeah, we started out in Minneapolis and we flew to Chicago and connected to uh, another flight down to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And it was a long flight, lots of hours, but once we got there, we checked into a hotel and did a pre-cruise hotel stay in San Juan, which is really convenient. In fact, when we had breakfast the next morning, we went up on the rooftop where they have their little restaurant breakfast area, and we could see the Celebrity Summit docks. Cool. Well, you get to the uh, dock there for Celebrity Summit. How was embarkation for you down there in San Juan? Embarkation was a breeze. I mean, we, we got there about noon, and the masses start plowing in around 1 to 2 o'clock. And it's an evening sailing, so it didn't leave till 8.30 in the evening. So I think many people were still en route flying into San Juan. That's why they have such a late uh, debarkation. But getting on the ship was really easy. At noon, there was very few people there. We went through security, checked our luggage, went to the check-in counter, and they basically issued our keys to the room, mm -hmm. and then we boarded the ship. It was that easy. What were your first impressions of Celebrity Summit? Well, now, I had cruised with Celebrity Summit a year ago with my son okay. uh, out of uh, New York, and we went to, we were going to go to Bermuda, but got diverted because of a hurricane. But uh, So I've been on the ship before, and that's the reason why I, I picked this ship again, because it, it's such a great ship. It's a little bit older ship in the Celebrity fleet, and she has some class to it. I mean, the, a lot of people that are big fans of Celebrity 
tend to gravitate towards some of the smaller ships because they're just more intimate. And this is one of those ships in the Millennium Fleet of four ships that are a little bit more intimate. So you make your way through the ship and you go to your stateroom. So let me ask you, what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? Well, we had a veranda stateroom and it was my wife and my son and I. And you know what, Doug, to be honest, my wife told me at the end of this cruise, I'm not staying in a tiny cabin like this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was your you know normal size stateroom, but right. with the three of us, it just was a little bit cramped. Yeah, I can relate. I was with my parents on Carnival Sunshine on a five-night sailing, but there was three of us in an interior room, and I slept on the bunk bed, and that was hell on my knees, man, getting up and down that You know ladder. something? My son sat, uh, he slept on the, the bed that folded out from the couch, and he, he said it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But as far as the space, how was the space? Was it well-appointed for everything you brought and all that? It was. You know, there, there was a large mirror on one side of the wall, on one side of the stateroom, and then there's a, you know, an efficient bathroom and good closet space and a safe and a refrigerator and a flat screen TV. So you you got all the real comforts that you need. So it was nice. Let's talk about dining aboard Celebrity Summit because this ship is actually going to be losing a dining room here pretty soon. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Let's start up at the buffet and talk about that, and we'll work our way down. So what were your impressions of the buffet area on Celebrity Summit? Well, Doug, I mean, I have to be really honest with you. I mean, I like the food on Celebrity, and they do a great job, but the buffets tend to get really long, long lines. And so it can take a while to get your food and get to your, you know, find a place to sit down and eat. So that's the one thing that I noticed on the Celebrity Summit in the in the Lido dining area, is that the lines tend to be really long. So I'm not sure if it's just the configuration that could be changed, or I, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if they're going to be modifying that in this uh, refit. Okay, so working uh, our way downstairs then, like in the main dining room, how was that for you? I loved the main dining room. It's called the Cosmopolitan Restaurant, Mm -hmm. and it's really beautifully appointed, kind of with an art deco look to it. And of course, there's this giant statue that was created in bronze uh, in 1930s for the Normandy. It was on the grand staircase of the Normandy looking down into the smoking room. It's like an eight-foot-tall uh, statue of, and her name is La Normandy. And um, she weighs about 2,000 pounds. So it's an interesting statue, and there's a history to it as well. What kind of dining did you have, uh, early or late? We had early dining because we had lots of meetings and things that we were doing with our group. I hosted a group of 80 people, and mm-hmm. we always had some sort of meetings that we had on board. So early dining was the best for us. And the food is really excellent in the Cosmopolitan restaurant in the main dining room. My son is a big, big fan of the Cosmopolitan restaurant because he was able to get a steak and then another steak. And, you know, he just ate. He, he, I can't believe how much that kid eats <laughs> at 14 years old. Well, a cruise ship's a good place to feed your appetite, so uh, that's awesome. Let's talk about any other dining around the ship. Were there any, uh, like, cafes or specialty venues or anything like that? Well, there are a number of specialty restaurants on the summit, that, and some of them are, they come from the Solstice-class ships, and the summit was solstice-sized, I don't know how many years ago, but it was a few years ago, and they added restaurants like Blue, which is for the um, spa suite passengers only. Mm -hmm. And then there was also the 
cuisine, which is really fascinating. You sit down and they give you a iPad and you order what you want from an iPad. And then it's kind of like uh, family dining where the, you, you share the, um, the food portions. that they bring out to you. Yeah. This ship is going to be losing one of the dining rooms pretty soon, and it's going to be turned into their, I guess it's an Italian steakhouse, the Tuscan Grill. You're a historian, a ship historian. What are your thoughts of them taking out this historic dining room? Well, you know, the, what makes the Normandy restaurant, which is the specialty restaurant on the summit, it, what makes, makes it unique is it has artifacts that are from an ocean liner from the 30s called the Normandy. Mm-hmm. And that's what the restaurant was named after. And in the restaurant are these two fabulous gold panels that were on the Normandy back in the 30s before she caught fire all of these uh, amenities and statues and and uh, artwork and all of that was removed but the ship caught fire in new york tipped over and was a complete loss but many of the artwork survived and this these panels are now in the normandy restaurant now when they convert the restaurant into the tuscany grill um it's uncertain if they're going to remove those panels or not they may or they may not mm-hmm. we, we really didn't get a good answer on that but in the vestibule area before you enter the restaurant, there's lots of memorabilia from the Normandy. And I'm told that those items are going to be relocated up in front of the casino and they're going to remain on the ship. So all of these, the uh, Normandy artifacts will remain on the Celebrity Summit. They're just going to be moved. Many of them will just be moved to in front of the casino. Well, that's good that they're at least keeping the artifacts there on the ship. Very cool stuff there. Let's switch gears here and talk about entertainment aboard Celebrity Summit. Yeah, I, you know, I used to be an entertainer on the ships, and, and so I am particularly interested in watching the entertainment and how they do, and mm-hmm. I was really impressed. I mean, they, they just do a fantastic job with the singing and the dancing. and the. We had an illusionist on here. Now, I'm really picky watching illusionists perform because that's what I did on the ships. I was an illusionist. And this guy really did a great job. I mean, he combined technology and lasers and imagery with real old style illusions. And it was really fascinating how he did that. So I was impressed with the illusionist on board. You know, and the stage shows are the typical song and dance shows with singers and dancers and scenery and different lighting and They also had a comedian. So, yeah, Celebrity does a nice job uh, with the entertainment on board. Well, like we say on the show here, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it handles itself at sea as far as passenger flow, both inside and out. So how was your sea day experience? I know you only had, I think, one sea day on there. Yeah, we had one sea day. You know, the ship has a pretty decent flow to it. The only thing that I thought could be changed or modified one day is the the um, Lido buffet area. If, if they were to change anything, that could use some work. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How about the flow as far as passengers by the pool and around the ship? Like, Were there any areas of mass congestion, as we like to say? Well, <laughs> mass congestion, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> the, the solarium, which is kind of an enclosed pool area, uh, that would tend to get really full and really busy. This itinerary is very port intensive out of San Juan. So uh, give me a rundown of what ports you hit. Well, we went to Tortola, Grenada, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, and St. Thomas, and then back to San Juan. And um, we had one day at sea 
between Tortola and Grenada. And you know how some people say Grenada or Granada? Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you what I heard? Sure. Is the proper the proper way to pronounce it? Okay. It's gr- it's Grenada. Kind of like, remember the word grenade, like you're going to throw a grenade? Mm-hmm. Grenada is the way you pronounce that island. Grenada. Okay. Well, I, I know you were on this sailing with a group, and you said you had 80 people with you. Did you do anything special in the ports? Yeah, we did. Our group was a faith-based group, and the, the title of our trip was the Change the World Cruise. And we went into the ports of Grenada and St. Lucia specifically, and we met with local churches and local people there, and it was a very, very successful time in Grenada and St. Lucia because so many people were blessed by our praying for them, and they wanted to know more. So it was a very, very successful. Very nice. Let me ask you, uh, anything that I know your family was with you, your wife and your son, any of the ports that you hit that you actually got to get out and explore, or was it was this every single port a very intensive mission trip like you were doing? No, we only did outreach in Grenada and St. Lucia. Okay. So we had Tortola and St. Kitts and St. Thomas. We had all those islands free. Okay. Um, and so we we did at a great time. We we went into Tortola and walked around. And, and then in St. Kitts, it was a perfect, beautiful day in St. Kitts. And there's a hilltop in St. Kitts where you can see on one side of the island is the Atlantic, and on the other side of the island is the Caribbean Sea. So it was really interesting. Very cool. Well, in closing, Barry, do you have any first-time tips? Well, I do. You know, the Celebrity Summit is really a nice ship, and Celebrity does such a great job with service. The crew and the staff on board are really, truly interested in making sure you have a great cruise. But some tips to bring, like, for example, a highlighter so that you can look at the daily program and you can highlight some of the activities that you want to do throughout the day and then carry that around with you, the the uh, program, the daily program, because there's so many things to do and you just don't want to miss anything. Final thoughts on Celebrity Summit. I am thrilled with a Celebrity Summit. She's a beautiful ship. She's about 14 years old and among the older ships in the Celebrity fleet, but they have such a following that celebrity, it'll be a long time before celebrity decides to get rid of those ships or, you know, sell them or whatever. So I think those ships are going to be in the fleet for quite a while because they they do have a following. They carry fewer passengers than the Solstice class ships, and a lot of passengers really like that. So it's a great ship. We've been talking with Barry Vaudrin about his seven-night sailing out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, aboard Celebrity Summit. Barry, thank you for coming on the show, my friend, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, Doug, thanks for having me on your show. I love your show. You're totally the king of cruise media. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. 
We always like to get your questions. If you have a question to be answered on the show, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. We have some shore excursion questions this morning uh, about the Caribbean, and Shelly, the cruising excursion expert, is on the line with us. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Doug. First question comes from Lindsay. We're going on an eight-night Southern Caribbean sailing. Do you have any suggestions for what to do once we get to Carousel? Um, We've got quite a few. One of the most popular is one that will actually take you over to see how um, all of the blue curacao is made. Mm -hmm. So you can taste all the different flavours as well. So you go over the Juliana Bridge and you can get some great views of the Willemstad area. You pass through all the old Jewish neighbourhood, which is really nice to see because there's lots of sort of big mansions that they've spent a long time restoring before you get over to the distillery. And then when you're at the distillery, you go over to the Spanish water area, which is a big sort of water bay. And over there, you can also see the aquarium beach and you get to stay there for about an hour. So it's quite a relaxing stop. And then you head back off to town. So it's a very sort of mixed, nice tour that has lots of different flavors and elements to it. You had me at distillery. Oh, okay. Our next question comes from Chrissy. She says, we're going to Grand Cayman on Carnival Breeze in January. The cruise lines don't offer that much. Any suggestions? It's really unfortunate, actually, because it has so much to offer. We do sort of two safari adventures, mm-hmm. one that goes on to Cayman East, or you can do Cayman West because it is very different. So on the East Safari Tour, it's kind of a very adventurous tour that goes over the eastern side of the island and gets you to see all of the views and the culture You go over to Pedro St. James, which is a very historical site, so that you can see all of the um, monuments. There's Queen Elizabeth II Botanical Park there as well, so you can see all of the beautiful gardens. You get to see blowholes as well on the Caribbean Sea, and then you can also see how unique it is over on the east side of the island. So it's a very nice tour for all ages. You get to see on the west side safari, obviously the western side of the island, and see that portion's history, culture and heritage. And you get to see Baker's National Park, where there's a lot of isolated long beaches that sort of have lots of mangroves and greenery, which is quite unique for the area. And then you also do all of that in customised Land Rovers. So it's very, although it's very picturesque type of tour, it's also very, very adrenaline filled as well, because you get to go in the jeeps. You also see sort of limestone formations that give West Bay its name. And you go to where um, hell is. This was quite um, a new one for me when one of the customers called up to say, can you do me a tour to hell? And um, I didn't quite know where that was until I started to investigate it further. But um, there's lots of black lava fields, which is sort of very legendary. And you get a chance to go and see that. And also to the rum cake store. Mm. So you can get to taste a lot of the different flavours that the Cayman has to offer and see all of the turtles and why it's so important to the local culture and taste some food. So both tours have something very different to offer, but also something very exciting. Very nice. Next question is from Nancy. We're going over to Jamaica and we want to do something besides Dunn's River Falls. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, we do have a lot of excursions besides Dunn River Falls, but, you know, it is a very popular place. Mm-hmm. Lots of people that have visited before generally want to do something very different. So I would always sort of recommend a really nice tour that we've got, which is called the Enchanted Garden. And it takes you to a 15-acre tropical garden and go and see the bird aviary and the smaller waterfalls that they've got over there. It's a very sort of nice way to sort of have a look at all of the natural birds 
and it's over 400,000 cubic feet in size. So it's sort of like entering a tropical wonderland. It's got lots of foliage, huge palms, uh, lilies, ferns, and it's all sort of intertwined with these smaller waterfalls. So it's a very, very sort of fantastic opportunity to take and it's something that's a bit different as you say lots of people automatically go to Duns River Falls mm-hmm. but um, this does have a lot to offer so I always recommend that to or especially for families as well. Alrighty well Mark says I'm going to Key West on Carnival Ecstasy we're only in port for five hours any suggestion my suggestion would be have a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on everyone's sort of idea of fun in that small time constraint i uh, always offer a glass bottom boat ride because it's one of our shortest tours that we do offer for customers over in key west and it allows obviously people to go over and see the crystal clear waters especially people from sort of uh, europe or have not been to key west before it is something quite remarkable for them to see and they get to see all of the creatures at the bottom of the ocean the stingrays the sea turtles crabs and smaller sharks so it's a very good family tour that you can do in a short period of time have a great time with the captain and the crew and then go back to port in time for you know uh leaving on the ship so you get to see a little bit of what you can do there and and the sea but then also head back in time we've been talking with shore excursion expert shelly from cruising excursions.com if you want to find any of these cruising excursions mentioned on the show today go to the show notes at cruiseradio.net shelly my dear always a pleasure talking to you have a good one you too doug look forward to coming back Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.